You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. I'm Helen Farmer. Fantastic to have you with us on the Farmer's Kitchen podcast. On today's episode, having a closer look at that world's 50 best restaurants. And actually understanding it expands out to 100, with three Dubai restaurants securing a spot. Samantha Wood, aka Food Diva, giving her hot take on those inclusions, plus her recent trip to Bangkok, where she visited a few of those award-winning restaurants as well. Meeting the king of desserts, Chef Joseph, who was guaranteed to make you crave a slice of cake, and taking you to the savoury side with a pasta-making class. Plus, chatting with Divina from Spinney's about getting a tropical taste this summer. You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinney's. Eat well, live well. Joined live now by Samantha Wood, a.k.a. Food Diva, famed for her impartial reviews, her hot takes on the restaurant scene and curating some amazing events around Dubai and beyond. We've got lots to talk about, Samantha. Let's, uh, let's get straight in with some really exciting and I think really encouraging news from the world stage, really. The world's 50 best restaurants were announced this week and two Dubai restaurants making the cut. Tell us your reaction and can you share... Who has been given the little time in the spotlight? Sure. Good afternoon, Helen. Hello. Well, actually, it's a little bit deceiving because it's called World's 50 Best, but there's actually 100 restaurants that make the cut. Um, and so we actually have three in Dubai because we had Trescent at number 11, Orfale Bistro at number 46, and Oceano at number 87. So the first two were revealed a couple of days ago at the big awards ceremony in Valencia this year. And then the the second block of 50, if you like, where, where Oceano ranked, mm-hmm. was announced last week. So it's fantastic news for Dubai and the UAE as a whole to have three restaurants in a, in a global list. And just for a little bit of insight, are you able to share a bit about how this works, how this list is put together? Because it's still shrouded in a little bit of mystery, but it is held up as one of the gold standards, really, of that international ranking. Yeah, I think you have 50 best and you have Michelin that are the two sort of biggies when it comes to to global awards and rankings. So with 50 best, it's based on votes. So essentially, you have uh, uh, panelists, um, voters that that form a mix of three different categories. So you have chefs and restaurateurs as one. You have food writers as another. And then thirdly, you have what they like to call well-traveled gourmands, which Mm. are essentially people that travel for food, for culinary tourism, that essentially base their holidays around breakfast, lunches and dinners. Now, I'd like to get your hot take then. Do you feel like there's anyone from the UAE that perhaps deserved a spot in that top 100, Samantha? Oh, 100%. I mean, I think it's important to look at, if we go back a couple of years ago, or last year actually, 18 months ago, Abu Dhabi sponsored the first MENA 50 Best. So these are regional awards. Um, The second event took place in January this year. These three restaurants that were ranked this year in the global list came out number two, one and four in the regional list in January. Mm -hmm. So that catapults them um, and that gives them um, that sort of platform um, with the potential um, for voters to rank them highly in in the global list. 
Um, as well as they've also been, especially two of them, have been very active in in terms of their marketing, in terms of wooing chefs, restaurateurs, food writers to come in and and try try their experiences, as well as working with global chefs on lots of collaboration dinners as well. That also definitely helps. So it's 100% well-deserved. Um, should more restaurants make the cut? A little bit biased because I'm based <laughs> That's what of, we know. Uh, mm-hmm. I, of course, I'd love to see more, but this is a brilliant, brilliant start. Now, in terms of in at number one, um, it was a gentleman that's been to the UA a number of times, uh, Virgilio Martinez, who's got Central in Lima taking the number one spot. And this this list really does have the power to immortalize chefs in their restaurants. We you know we've seen El Bullion there a number of times, you know, Noma a number of times. Um, is this list enough to tempt you to go to different countries, go to re- different restaurants as being a global Gaumont Samantha? Does this but add some restaurants to your own bucket list? Um, Definitely. I travel for food and my itineraries are always based um, around breakfast, lunches and dinners. I always say I'll only go to a museum if there's a restaurant in it. Um, so that's that's my attitude towards um, towards food. Um, I think it's important to note that with the global list, you can only win it once now. Mm. Um, in the past, that wasn't the case. And that's when you saw the likes of El Bulli winning it like four to five times. Now they go into a Hall of Fame immediately. And, and that gives the opportunity to other restaurants um, to take that, that top spot. But yes, I mean, to be honest, South America has been on my list, uh, my travel list for a long time. I was meant to honeymoon there. We never ended up there. Oh, so I definitely oh. want to go now. Watch the space. <laughs> Samantha Wood with us this afternoon. This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. Joined now by Food Diva, a.k.a. Samantha Wood, uh, getting her take on what's happening around town in the headlines and internationally as well. You're just recently back from Bangkok, Samantha. Um, a number of restaurants from that part of the world featuring on the world's 50 best list. Did you manage to sneak any of them into your itinerary? Well, actually, five of the six that made the cut Whoa. <laughs> six-day itinerary. <laughs> so a bit of background. Um, this press trip um, was organized by Gagan's PR in conjunction with um, locally-based Thai chefs that also have restaurants. Um, in fact, one of them got number 15 on the list. Um, and it's something they've been doing. Um, actually, was this, this was the fourth invitation I got. They've been running them for the last six months, um, pretty much every other month. But I only just managed to go. So this is part of their strategy, essentially, to get on the list. Wow, uh, it's working. So the fact that we actually did um, six out of, um, sorry, five out of the six. Also, interestingly, Bangkok, out of all the Asian cities, was the most represented one on the list, even beating Tokyo, which has some amazing restaurants. The new kitchen of Asia. What was your highlight in terms of an individual individual, individual restaurant or a dish that will you'll always remember from this Bangkok trip? Okay, I'm going to give you two things. Restaurant-wise, Gagan. Now, I ate there um, at his previous restaurant in 2019. I took my husband for his birthday, chef's table experience, best dining experience ever. I paid for that meal. Um, now, I went back again, slightly different, higher on the performance, but still goes down as my best. But in terms of a dish, 
Would you believe it was the crab omelette at JFI, um, a street food hawker store? Really? Just the sensational dish that we actually demolished. We hoovered it. <laughs> I'm feeling it very was. encouraged that it wasn't the most expensive thing on the whole trip. It was a hawker stand. Oh, well, what? you say that, but it is, uh, it's about 140 dirhams to eat, to eat there. And for Thai standards, that's pretty high, not by Dubai standards, but it's um, it got a Michelin a few years ago and and it's now on 50 best as well on the Asia list, Asia 50 best. So it has queues, cool. but we managed to skip the queue thanks to our Thai host. Well, crab omelette sounds pretty darn delicious. Um, wouldn't be if you're vegan, however, Samantha Wood. And there's been lots of headlines this week about vegan dining. Um, there was a big kind of scandal out of the UK, a celebrity chef who has banned vegans from his restaurant over a dispute about a dish, John Mountain, who runs the fire restaurant in Australia. Um, and he's, he's written on the Facebook page, sadly, all vegans are now banned from fire for mental health reasons. We thank you for your understanding. And then a very patronising kiss kiss. Um, uh, his point being, that he's not trying to cater to vegans, so you can't really come to his restaurant and be annoyed that you're not taken care of. And then interestingly, last month we've seen Yorkshire-based sausage, inverted commas, company Heck cut its vegan range. Um, We've also had Nestle removing its plant-based vegan brand Garden Gourmet. We've had Oatly withdrawing dairy. It all just feels like everyone's got quite excited about vegan products in particular. And maybe the love affair has come to an end. What's your take on exclusively vegan restaurants? Is it something that you would seek out as an omnivore or is it feel like something that's for, for other folks? Well, I am, listen, I'm all for inclusivity, but personally, I would never choose to eat in a vegan restaurant, especially if it's not 100% plant-based. Um, I, I also think, you know, it's... Um, we see we don't see um, meat and see, meat and seafood restaurants tend to have one or two vegan dishes. You never see vegan restaurants have one or two meat and seafood Thank dishes. Thank you. This is my <laughs> feeling entirely because you've got vegans saying they feel discriminated discriminated against in in restaurants that don't. I'm like, well, I wouldn't as a meat eater go into a vegan restaurant and say, well, I feel discriminated against because you're not offering up some kind of meat based protein. Um, the the backlash in terms of the product seems to be that. Actually, a lot of vegans would prefer to have whole foods, to have those, you know, those legumes and those beans rather than these kind of, you know, fake meat and, and meat alternatives. Have you ever cooked with them? Have you ever tried them and been pleasantly surprised and or even tricked um, when you were out and about? Um, I, ha- I have eaten them and um, personally, I don't like them. They're extremely unhealthy for you. They're full of trans fats and additives. I know um, quite a few vegans that have had a number of health issues and have now become pescatarian. So I think it's fine if you can eat a 100% plant-based diet. I am half Greek Cypriot. We have, we call it nistissima, uh, over Lent, um, which everything that we eat is vegan, but it's 100% plant-based. So everything is cooked from scratch with using local seasonal produce. That is very hard to achieve if you're cooking for yourself at home day in, day out, three meals. So that's why you end up having to resort to these um, 
plant-based or meat meat alternatives really which then end up being very unhealthy yeah. vegans um, let us know your thoughts on this I'm, I'm curious very curious indeed um Samantha, would before i let you get back to your busy friday afternoon um bringing it back to dubai anywhere you think deserves a bit of a shout out that you've dined out recently or anywhere you're looking forward to going over the weekend um, I won't say where I'm looking forward to going oh, because okay. uh, give the restaurants a heads up. Given oh yeah, good I point. <laughs> I, I go in um, anonymously, but there, there are a few. I'll, I'll give a shout out to a few re- few restaurants um, that I do want to get to over the next um, few months, maybe over the summer. Um, you've got Oku that has returned to Dubai, what? a homegrown. No way. That's where I had my first date with my husband. That was, <laughs> honestly, it was. That is so funny. Where's it going to be? What's the story? It's, it's opened. Um, it opened a few weeks ago at the what? Marriott on Palm. Oh, my yes, goodness. Actually, they've, um, um, yeah, so that's opened up. Um, it's a massive menu. I must admit, I was looking at it the other day. It's almost a little bit too big. Mm. But it's great to see an, an icon, one of the first homegrown concepts, actually, for, um, for Dubai, that Dubai created, um, other than sort of smaller cafes. And so that's um, that's back. You also have um, Tom Arnell's Hawker Boy, which, as we know, started as a supper club. It started as a secret. A- the secret has been completely blown open now that it's, it's uh, yeah. from this Dubai legend. I ate there about two months ago. Um, and was- really enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed it. I love the buzz. Open kitchen. Uh, really good Peking duck. Um, I, like the, I just like the busy vibe to it. Um, nice to see JLT getting a new lease of life as well because it's been really well established on the food front. But I think we haven't had any interesting new blood for a while. Um, I still don't know what the booking system is. I think it's still a bit of confusion fusion over how you can get into Hawker Boy because there were some people that seemed to have booked there were some people that seemed to be waiting so I don't know if there was any if you've got any clarity on that do you know oh good question no mm, I don't I'll know have, I'll have a google okay. I'll have a google I, I expect knowing Tom Arnell even though it's um Byron Bathers Club does take bookings and he is probably not encouraging bookings um accepting walk-ins only yeah but. I think it was but gr- I yeah. really 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 enjoyed the food I have to say really good Penang curry lovely little nibbly bits so I wouldn't I would say maybe don't go as a pair try and go in a group so you can try lots of different things um and enjoy some um some drinks some really good mocktails on that menu too Samantha would we run out of time um just very quickly though what have you got coming up that people can come along to and enjoy are you curating any experiences over the summer at all um we well we just had one now just before the summer so the next experiences will kick off um, September onwards, um, including my next three chefs, which will be in October, and a few other dinners with some beverage companies. Well, if you want to stay posted, you can find Foodiva on Instagram and it's foodiva.net. Have a lovely weekend. There's a message here saying, I was in Hawker Boy last night. You used to have to book for over six, um, but all now have to book. So if you want to get into this, uh, this kind of little i don't know how to describe it to be honest like just kind of street foodie but elevated excellent food good vibes hawker boy jlt it's boy with an eye like think avril lavigne skater boy but more delicious (laughs) hope you're having a great friday afternoon samantha would have a great weekend ahead thank you for your insights as ever you're listening to farmer's kitchen on dubai i 103.8 with spinnies eat well live well
We're giving you a sweet end to the week now. We're talking desserts. One of my favourite topics, I'm not going to lie. We've got Chef Joseph Alhaj, the chef at Crema. They deliver desserts across Dubai, or you can pick them up at Two at Symphony at Dubai Mall. Chef Joseph, how are you, sir? Hello, how are you? I'm very good. I'm worried you're going to make me hungry, to be honest, because for my lunch today, I've had some leftover pasta and a chocolate digestive, and <laughs> I'm now worried <laughs> that your delicious menu is going to... People are going to hear my tummy rumble over the microphone. Before we start talking about the menu, let's talk about you, Chef. Where did you grow up? And who was cooking in the house? What were you eating? So first of all, uh, I just want to tell you that you are right 100%. I'm going to make you hungry. <laughs> Not even sorry. Not even sorry. <laughs> Happily. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so talking about me, I mean, uh, I started my career in, uh, in uh, Lebanon, and then I wasn't at all into pastries. I was completely a savory guy. Uh, loved to cook uh, meats, like, as, like, normal chef. And then... Uh, Time goes, and then I felt like, okay, there's like another part in the world. Uh, it's called sweets, and there's like a lot of details there. Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting because it's very different than the savory uh, items, where it has to be like uh, very much into grams, very much into like scaling, and there's like a whole thing behind it. So kind of like decide to, I need to, I need to explore that side that's not existing in me. And from a career perspective, I felt like it's, it needs to be like a 360 uh, kind of like experience mm-hmm. uh, so I can be more into, uh, more into uh, developing uh, concepts, more into like covering the full menu sites. And this is how it started. Uh, I got the full base from my mom <laughs> doing some uh, trials and errors in the house, uh, get the palettes, get like understanding more how uh, to apply. Uh, to approach uh, ingredients, and then when I study it for like a six years, wow. uh, yeah, yeah, like the, some friends they were telling me like six years studying kitchen is actually too much. No. So uh, I mean, you could be a, you could be a doctor or an architect in six years. Exactly, that. this is this is what my dad said to me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting about that pastry decision because, as you say, it is a completely different discipline. It's you know, mm. it's precision, it's science, you know, it's 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 alchemy. And I also um, think, you know, while feeding anyone and seeing the reaction is must be hugely rewarding as a chef. There's something about dessert that does just make us really, really happy. Um, yeah. So with, with Crema, tell us a little bit about the concept. It's a cloud kitchen, so it's all about delivery. And actually, I really could have done with you last week when I found myself driving around Dubai to try and find a dessert for a friend's dinner party. Mm-hmm. So I wish I'd known about you last Friday, chef. Um, tell us a little bit about the decision to have it as, as that concept and ultimately wh- where some of your inspirations are coming from. So uh, it's it's actually our first cloud uh, concept from Anabar Enterprises. Uh, we, we kind of like uh, launched it, and uh, the inspiration behind it was I want to do something, or I want uh, to create something that you actually crave it. You don't de- you don't take it when you feel like you have to take something. Mm-hmm. I want you to uh, uh, think about it when you're actually sitting in the house and. <laughs> Just like I'm crazy. You want people to be obsessed. <laughs> you want people to be daydreaming about your desserts all the time. You know, life life is sweet. Life is chocolate. Life is like anything related to fruits and and colorful. So this is how it was. The inspiration behind it, like uh, what we did on the menu, is actually a mix of uh, complete chocolatey items 
that it has a, a front taste and the aftertaste. And then we played on another uh, line, which is more into fruity items, more into creamy items, uh, that actually covered the demand or covered the the full, uh, let's say, ages and uh, and uh, craving. And uh, yeah, we we did like uh, launching on uh, delivery or uh, cloud kitchen just to make sure that we can cover the whole UAE. And as a small note as well, today is the first day where we can deliver absolutely whole UAE. Oh, wow. So across yeah. so Abu Dhabi, <laughs> Alain, even. Exactly. Oh, wow. Exactly. Congratulations. Yeah. All right, Thank Chef, the so time much. has come to make us hungry. Let's talk about what's on the menu. Mm. Um, are there any, to your mind, star dishes where you're like, I can't wait for everyone to try it? What are you particularly yeah. proud of? So... I'm like a more into like a chocolate person, mm. so <laughs> that's why we have as well ganache on that. So, um, so yeah, on crema, the chocolate we have like a, a moussey uh, chocolate with gentuja inside. Uh, we have another one with like a crispy uh, fiontine as well. So when you eat like your mousse, you have like a crunchy layer inside that makes your actually palate more dancing. <laughs> <laughs> On the fruity side, we are like into a raspberry one that has a coolie inside of a raspberry. Uh, we have one with the mango passion mixed, well balanced. Uh, this is the this is like for us the the like the good ones. And then uh, I mean, obviously some puddings like uh, honey pudding. Uh, we have uh, our special uh, San Sebastian cheesecake. Oh um, wow! Like a like a like a burnt Basque cheesecake kind of thing. Yeah, it is a cheesecake, but uh, it's like a special little bit for our side from our side. Uh, it's like a soft from inside, extremely soft. Uh, it has a perfect cheese balance and sweet. Um, and then because I'm like as well a movie guy, we kind of like created a, a, a small bites. We're going to launch it super soon. Uh, it's like a cookie stuffed with uh, uh, cheese, uh, sorry, um, cream, and it's coated by chocolate fully. And then another one, baba or pistachio. Oh, like my goodness. Goes, in, <laughs> in juice. <laughs> I wish you could see me smiling. I've had a look at the menu. The, the photos as well are absolutely beautiful. So raspberry madeleine, mango passion, Oh, my gosh. Chef, thank you for your time. So basically, as I said, I wish you'd, I'd known you around a week ago, but now you can deliver across the UAE. Um, exactly. And if you, the, the best thing to do, I've had a message here saying, what's the name? It's Crema, so K-R-E-M-A. If you go yeah. onto their Instagram, there's a link there. You can order via chat food now. So Cloud Kitchen delivery across. And you say in, within two hours, Chef, is that right? Exactly. Mm, so we are challenge accepted. <laughs> See if you can get me a cake before five o'clock and I go home. Um, Chef, you're a star. Thank you so much for your time. Congratulations Thank to you, you and the team. And um, as I said, a brilliant little sweet end to our week. Chef Joseph speaking to us from Crema. Uh, if you want details, it's Crema Desserts on Instagram. This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. Are you looking for a new skill, a chance to reconnect, make some great food? Well, there is a class for that. Josephina Kale is with us today, a.k.a. Joe's Kitchen. She runs pasta making classes, joining us now. 
Uh, this just sounds amazing. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm really well, thanks for asking, except I now worry that despite the fact I had pasta for lunch, I'm now going to want it for dinner as well. So you're going to be making us hungry, I suspect, over, over the next few minutes. Tell us a little bit about you before we get to the food. Where are you originally from? And tell us about some of those foodie influences. Jo. So I'm originally German-Lebanese. I grew up between Berlin and Beirut and moved out here in 2010. You know, it just kind of happened that I studied advertising and I came to Dubai and found a job here. And it's been an amazing place to live. Thank you, Dubai. And oh my goodness, I, said that, I, I actually said that this morning. It's quite weird that I'm the one being interviewed, but I was I was having a, a chat this morning and they're like, oh, how do you feel about Dubai? And I, I said exactly, I was like, thank you, because it's been professionally and personally incredible. I think it's really important to acknowledge it, to be honest. So thank you for saying that. A thousand percent. I mean, I did in 2016. I left for a while. I thought I want to try something else. I came here pretty young at the age of 21. And um, I did not think I was coming back. I threw a huge farewell party. And <laughs> 2018, I am back She's and back, I'm baby. not leaving. Yeah, that's what, exactly what I said to my husband. I was like, I have seen the other side. And I'm pretty and it is good. greener here. <laughs> definitely. It might be sandier, but it's definitely a philosophy that I'm on board with. A thousand percent. So what about the food aspect? I mean, I've always been hungry. I've always <laughs> been I've always been into food. Um, growing up, my mom has been an excellent home cook. You know, she really always provided a vibe at the house. And eating was never just about just consuming meal because you have to. Mm-hmm. And when I moved out here, I just really missed that vibe. So I just started, you know, calling my mom and being like, tell me how you made this and I want to start making it. And then I realized I have some sort of talent and just started mix and matching. And pasta has always been my favorite thing in the world. And then I wanted to get into the science of like, how do you make it, right? Mm. Like I've been so many times to Italy and everybody tells you, you know, you go like, you eat pasta all day. How are you not humongous? And they're just like, because we're making it fresh. Mm-hmm. You know, the air, the eggs are from here, the flour, etc. And um, also having been to culinary school, I really adapted, you know, trying to be local and sustainable. So I'm like, I don't have to get flour all the way from Italy or like, you know, we, we live in a country and Dubai is getting better at Benner. Really you know, you have you have everything available at hand. They're growing things out in the desert. It's amazing and it tastes great. Um, yeah, so I just started putting that together and the demand kind of grew from my own, you know, friends and family of like, why don't you make it with us? Why don't we make it together? Why don't we, you know, do an afternoon about it? Let's have a brunch. And then it just turned out to be this, this thing that you do with friends. And then I would just post it on my Instagram and then strangers were like, how can we book a class? No so I'm way. like, so it kind of like naturally all came together. But isn't that lovely? Because I think if you'd set out and go, do you know what? I'm going to have a career pivot and I'm not going to work in advertising anymore. And I'm going to do this instead. And I'm going to make money from making these things when you engineer them in that way so rarely work out it sounds like your passion for food has just become completely contagious Mm -hmm. and people love learning from you what's it like to teach uh you know i never thought i'd be predominantly good at it but i know that people like to listen to me when i'm passionate about something and i have passion when I'm in the kitchen and when I'm making food and I can talk for hours about making pasta and all the different sizes and shapes and sometimes three and a half hours are not enough you know they're like please can we have another class next Sunday you want to learn the spaghetti alla chitara let's do it you know tell us about what happens in a class then um well you know you have 
people that try to say, I don't know how to do pasta and I'll probably be really bad That's at it. That's me. Okay. You're like, be- no, I promise you, Helen, take a class with me. You will start making pasta at home. You're going to start going and buying the Atlas machine to make pasta. It is really very simple. You know, you just need flour, egg, salt, a little bit of olive oil, and you just you just keep kneading. You know, and if it's too dry, you just... add a little bit of water or egg and if it's too soft you just sprinkle a little bit of flour so you there's nothing to go wrong it's much easier than baking where it disappears in the oven and you're like please i hope please. this is going to turn out right mm-hmm. well it's interesting isn't it because i'm starting to feel like and i don't know if it's a generation thing i don't know if it's a post pandemic i've got no idea but i feel like so many of us are craving making something with our hands whether that is sewing or gardening or I mean, as you're saying, that kind of magic of putting ingredients and feeding people that you mm-hmm. love or learning a skill. It's, it's like the most wholesome thing that you can be doing for yourself and your body and your friends and your family. A thousand percent, yeah. Talk to us about shapes, because I want to hear you say some of your favorites. Shapes. I mean, my OD shape is always spaghetti. Um, but, you know, you have every shape for every sauce. So the thicker the pasta shape goes more with heartier sauces, right? Okay. Like a parpadelle or like a fettuccine would work really well with like a bolognese or like a, any sort of different heartier, meatier ragu and make it really easy. The more delicate the pasta shape, um, it goes with a lighter sauce, right? Makes sense. So, so like balance. a spaghetti vongole because it's so light, you know, um, you got the clams that like you You can barely see the sauce. Um, mm. You go with a with a lighter okay. version. So apart from your house and your classes, where do you like to go for a good bowl of pasta in Dubai? Besides when I make it mm-hmm. myself for myself, yes. like I did yesterday mm-hmm. afternoon. Um, <laughs> I think you might be surprised, but for me still, Busola at the Western. Uh, it's old school. It's uh, consistent. Yeah. Um, sometimes... I don't even want a pasta off the menu. The chef makes me whatever I want. Uh, if he'd hear me right now, he'd probably be happy. <laughs> most of the times he's like, this one again. Yeah, Here, here comes the know-it-all. <laughs> but, um, but, but there's something so... I mean, most, most cultures, most cuisine have a pasta version, you know, whether that is you know, Egyptian. or like, there's, all so, there's all sorts of different varieties. But when we're thinking about making it ourselves, it does sound intimidating. It does mm-hmm. sound like something... other people do in terms of the people that are being attracted to your pasta making classes what's the demographic like anyone and everybody uh you know what you'd be surprised because i also host the pasta dining experience which is only eating pasta so here you have like an older age group like let's say 35 and above it is very rare that i get younger a younger crowd but when it comes to the pasta classes because i also sell it by group i got a lot of people in their early 20s And I was surprised that they took time on their Sunday afternoon, you know, to come and spend it and learn making pasta. The I other day I had like... better than doing on a Sunday afternoon. What happened the other day? Sorry. Yeah. No. So like they were like, I think there were like nine people and they were all between 22 and 24. And I just picked up because, you know, their conversations. I was like, how, how old are you? I was like, I'm so happy that you guys are doing this, you know? We had a message here from Nat saying, where are the classes? Good question. I was coming to that. Where are you holding the classes? So I host them uh, out of the comfort of my home. Um, sometimes I also go out. Uh, I'm, I'm okay to do private stuff at your house, but the number needs to make sense. Since I'm one person, I do it between six to eight people. So if you guys just go on my page, you can reach out to me and then it, we can either host it at mine or... 
I love the sound of that. I have a go- I've got a book club. I'm like, maybe we need to read like a beautiful Italian novella and then make some pasta with you. Um, what about collaborations? Are there any chefs or companies, products that you'd love to work with in the future or that you already have done? I actually just finished a collaboration last week um, with Top Chili. Oh, he's so nice. Yeah, yeah he's, he- he's the greatest. If he hears me right now. You, you owe me. <laughs> he loves some spice. That's at Darwassel Mall, right? Yes, yes. So um, I am actually more, when it comes to spice, on the German side of things. What like does a that bit, mean? A bit sensitive, okay. like spicy scares me. You're like me, white girl spicy. Yeah, and I just, I, I tried it. And the first time I put it in my mouth, it was super spicy. But then I was like, this is really delicious. I really got hooked on it. Okay. And then um, I was like, let me incorporate this some of my dishes. So we started doing some collapse out of his space because he has a very cute and intimate space. And uh, yeah, it was it was super fun because people were able to come and book it individually and also get a chance to like, you know, merge like his chili together with my pasta and the okay. sauces. You've, you've done your job. You've made you're me crave now. pasta. Yeah, you have, <laughs> yeah, you have. For anyone that does want to book, find out more. As I said, it's Joe's Kitchen, but it's Kitchen with a Difference. Tell us. It is S-C-H because I'm German. I'm playing on words and the regular kitchen was taken from me. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, there is a Helen Farmer out there who is not using her account and it really annoys me that I have to put <laughs> dashes around mine. So, yeah, if you're Same not using story. your Instagram account, you've got a good name. Just give it up Please, to the people. I texted her. I was like, can I you take this the, off? I messaged the other Helen Farmer. I was like, listen, love, you're not using it. I'd quite like it. Give you, you know, if I'll you hear me, flowers. if you're in Dubai, please take it off. <laughs> 4001. Um, no, but in all seriousness, if you do want details of Joe, those pasta making classes and some, yeah, carbohydrate inspiration, just send me the word pasta. I will send you her Instagram and then, yeah, you can send me a little sample of what you make. Joe, thank you so much. Thank you so much for it's having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. We love talking food. We love introducing you to the chefs, the restaurateurs, the creators. And if you want to give a shout out to anybody, maybe there's been a recently discovered restaurant that you've found or perhaps there's an old favourite that you think deserves a bit of love on the radio, get that over to me on 4001. You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinney's. Eat well, live well. It is your Foodie Friday. Helen Farmer with you for Farmer's Kitchen, brought to you by Spinney's and in conversation now with Davina Devicha. She is the digital editor. And we're going to be having a quick sneak peek of what's in the pages of the new Nourish magazine, which is at the printers right now taking you around the world on the food front and maybe offering up some recipe and places to go, inspiration too. Davina, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, really well, thanks. I'm very ready for the weekend. Not going to yeah, lie. Me too. <laughs> I've purposefully not packed too much in just to allow a lot of sofa time. I think everyone's, mm. everyone's exhausted. And I know yeah. you've been traveling a lot as well. So let's start with that. If your jet lag allows, tell us where have you been? Um, yeah, so uh, like you said, the magazine is going to print right now um, as we speak. Tiff Exciting. and the team are, are getting it ready, ready for the shelves. Um, but yeah, we did manage to actually have a lot of travel going on this month, myself included. I actually went to Mauritius, um, which was amazing. Mm. It was my first time and I got to explore a lot of the local cuisine. I learned so much more about like the influences that you see in the food um, and how it's affected you know, just by history and trade routes and migrant workers and, you know, how that cuisine has shaped because of it. Um, so that was amazing. Um, okay, now this is that, a hard question. Ooh. What was the best thing yeah. you ate in Mauritius? Top, top, top of your list. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Go <laughs> really on. Hard. I ate so much food. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin, but I would probably say 
Oh, there was like this um, carpaccio, a salmon carpaccio with uh, truffle laced around it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like fresh and it just was beautiful. Like the truffle didn't overpower anything that was on the plate and it looked delicate and it packed a punch. So probably that Ooh, one. I was in Mauritius last year and I was oh. I was with the kids so I didn't really manage to do the exploring that I'd kind of hoped although even at the hotel we were staying at they had you know lots of local flavors and live cooking stations and the, yeah it, it, it's a really hard cuisine to pin down as you're saying there's so many yeah. influences how would you describe it in terms of flavor profile spice level ingredients um it's actually not as spicy as you would expect um I think uh Perhaps people from the subcontinent might identify with a lot of the food because it does have some kind of influence or or heritage from there. Mm. Uh, But it was really interesting because I did a cooking class at um, the resort that I was staying, the Residence Mauritius, where I learned that they don't really use chili powder, for example, in their curries. Um, And there's just a way of how they add like tomatoes towards the end of a curry rather than at the start that makes all the difference as well. So it's actually quite interesting. So it's not that spicy, actually. Um, There's a lot of Indian influence, uh, Chinese influence as well. Um, And of course, there is a high level of French influence um, in the food. So it it is such an interesting mixture of, of these cuisines. It's fascinating. What was the hotel like? Oh my God, the hotel was amazing. So it's on the east side of the island. It's called the Residence Mauritius. Um, And, you know, views of the ocean as far as the eye can see, these sprawling gardens, white sandy beach, um, lots of colonial influence in the design. Um, And sustainability was a huge thing for the property. So they've actually converted part of their gardens into an organic fruit, veggie, and herb garden. Mm -hmm. And they've called it the Earth Basket, which is beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. So they source a lot of their produce from there. They work with farmers in the surrounding areas. You know, it's really, really great. Um, So, yeah, it was actually just an amazing experience. And it's family friendly. Oh, I like the sound of this. Um, I heard a little birdie tell me that there's a competition to win a stay there. Is that right? There is. It is exciting news. Uh, We actually are in the next issue of Nourish uh, by Spinney's, our magazine, uh, giving the chance to people to win a three-night stay for two uh, with half board at this property. Um, All you need to do, it's super easy, all you need to do is just purchase a copy of the summer edition of this magazine, either in-store or online, and you're in with a chance to win. Wow. And now... as a contributor to said magazine, I don't think I'll be able to win, but I will definitely <laughs> be paying it forward to other people. What amazing price, yeah. a three nights, half day. And I have to say, I've stayed in a residence property before in mm. Zanzibar. It's a beautiful yeah. hotel brand, I have to say. So what a prize. Um, speaking of prizes, Davina, you can't win my competition today either. So we are even Stevens. Um, but as you know, on Farmer's Kitchen every week, we've got a 500 dirham voucher to spend in Spinney's. And we're having a bit of a feel good Friday. We're paying it forward Friday. So I'm just curious if you could pay that 500 dirham voucher forward to somebody mm-hmm. or somewhere, who would you who yeah. would you give it to? Um, so I'm actually working um, with a lot of like rescuers in the animal world at the moment. Mm-hmm. So I would probably give that money to a vet um, oh. that's kind of working with a lot of rescue groups and maybe they can buy like food and things like that for I the cats. I love that dogs. answer. <laughs> You, you, yeah. you, you would win if you weren't who you are. Let's get Anyone can get in touch listening today. 4001. Who would you pay that 500 dirhams forward to? Let's get back to the food. Um, yes. You said the current issue is literally on the shelves now and you tend to theme yeah. 
the issues around well all sorts of different things what, what's, yeah. what's the theme for the upcoming one which will be July August I guess so this one's uh, called summer freshness mm-hmm. um, and we're talking all about tropical cuisine and summer so throughout the pages of the magazine you know I've already mentioned Mauritius um, but you can learn more about the food and you know nab a few recipes um, from places across the world like Indonesia, Mexico, the Caribbean islands, the Indian Ocean islands, like you name it, we've gone to the tropics for this I issue. love it. So if you're not traveling this summer, you can travel through the pages and have a bit of a, a taste of paradise through the food. Exactly. I love it. Exactly. Um, you have a great amount of fun on your photo shoots and the results are absolutely stunning. I always say there's nothing worse than bad food photography, but there's nothing better than really, really good food yeah, photography. Yeah. Um, have you had some fun on any shoots this month for the mag? Yeah, I think so. I mean, all of them look stunning. You know, we have some amazing, like you say, photography through the pages, but there's one section where I think it's just, I think we probably had the most amount of fun, which was a feature with recipes created for like an 80s-inspired Miami-style pool party. (laughs) Um, So it's all about, you know, your little drink umbrellas, you know, the vibe of the 80s. It feels like Barbie. like I feel yeah, like Barbie like, movies coming out. I feel like this is the yeah, kind of snacks you should be making to watch with it. Perfectly for almost like a retro themed pool party that you want to throw. Um, you know, just play some Wham or any eighties yeah. music that you like in, in your set. Amazing. Um, okay, yeah. so Miami style pool party. So, hmm. I mean, are we talking like? pineapple and things yeah, like that so you know like there's a pineapple and corn salad that we serve in the pineapple halves as well which looks really really cool um and i can't wait for you to see the, see the images around this um we've also got and because it's the summer what we're calling the tropicana ice cream cake mm-hmm. um so we've got layers of cake passion fruit sorbet dark chocolate raspberry sorbet uh, and then, I th- oh yes, Madagascan vanilla bean ice cream. But then you serve it with double cream and maraschino cherries. Oh, so. I love the sound of that. <laughs> I, have, I have a compliment to pass on to you, by the way. Oh, um, okay. Roger, who produces the show After Hours Off Script, uh, wanted me to tell the, the people at Spinney's how good the vegan ice cream is, the Spinney's own ah, brand. So yes. Oh, great. You can, you can pay that back to, uh, to whoever who's creating those concoctions in the kitchen. Um, I will do. In terms of what else is in store, um, I always find it really interesting to see kind of displays about seasonality as well. What's, mm. what's kind of catching your eye or indeed your nose right now in store? Actually, right now, it's all about strawberries. They're Mm. still very much in season. Um, And the travel, by the way, continues to what we're seeing in store and in the magazine as well around strawberries. Um, Tiff and our deputy content editor, Karen, actually managed to visit our Scottish strawberry producers as well. Um, And so this time of the year, our Spinney's Food strawberries, they come from Scotland. Uh, And this year's variety is called Ava Magnum. And that's what you'll find in stores at the moment. You know, they're quite like shiny, have a great texture, a nice crunch, um, also with juiciness. Um, And our amazing produce category manager, Neil, has told us that its sugar levels are perfect and have a nice balance of acidity. I love love what a mega nerd Neil is when it comes to all things fruit. Like, he really (laughs) knows his stuff. I love the idea of him being like, today's the day. You know, the the levels are just right. Um, It's brilliant. So we're still still on a strawberry push. And do you know what? They are, you can smell them when you go into the store. They just, it just smells like summer to me. It's just perfection. Um, Davina, lastly, what are your food plans for the weekend? Where are you going? What are you eating? 
Um, so this weekend, I'm actually going to be cooking. I'm not specifically planning to go out, but on my menu is definitely going to be a chocolate banana bread um, that I'm going to bake. I haven't baked for a bit. Um, and butter chicken, actually. Oh, yum. Do you know what? I went to Masti the other night, which we used to be mm. at Le Mare, and it's now at the Edition. And they it's did... Lovely, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. Butter chicken with burrata. And I was like, this is a Dubai, like, you know, <laughs> this is a Dubai <laughs> thing. You gonna, you gonna, in it. Yeah, you're going to put some gold leaf <laughs> on it? Oh, my goodness. It worked so well. Like, the creaminess. Oh, it was absolutely insane. And I loved chat anyway, but they did this. Uh, the starters were... So, yeah, shout out to Masti for really kind yeah, of like definitely. elevated Indian. It was brilliant. Great drinks, great view. Um, Davina, thank you so much. Um, no, thank you. Enjoy your lovely foodie weekend. Happy baking and can't wait to see thank the you. new issue of Nourish magazine. It's going to be out very soon indeed. And um, we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Have a good one. Bye. Take care. Bye. Thanks for being with us on this episode of Farmer's Kitchen. You can tune in live every single Friday afternoon between 2 and 5 on Dubai Eye 103.8.